This is Talking Through Traffic. Welcome, everybody. My name is Kevin Schofield, and this is Talking Through Traffic, Episode 1. And uh, thank you for clicking on this to listen to it. I really appreciate it. Um, So let's just get right started. Uh, I hate listening to Episode 1s of podcasts that spend literally the entire episode just telling you what you're going to listen to. And then never actually giving it to you. So I'm going to do a small little setup and then just go. Um, some of you listening to this may know me. Some of you may not. Um, but uh, let me give you a recap of who I am. My name is Kevin Schofield, as mentioned before. And I uh, one, I have to apologize if you're hearing stuff in the background. Um, uh, the walls in my house where I am recording are not very uh, soundproof, and there's not many uh, good isolated areas to record. So if you hear some background talking, uh, uh, that's uh, people in my house uh, going about their business. Um, I didn't want to bother them to try and uh, tell them to be quiet just so I can record this for I don't know how long, because I don't know how long this is going to be. Uh, we'll see. Um but I am from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, I was born and raised here in the East Bay. I went to school in San Francisco to San Francisco State. And I currently live with my wife in San Jose, uh, California, in the South Bay, where she was born and raised. Uh, we met at San Francisco State and uh, have been dating and living together ever since. We got married in February of 2016, and as of right now, this recording, she is carrying our first child, a little girl, expected also in February, end of February. Um, Now, the purpose for this podcast is I wanted a podcast where I could talk about mental illness and mental health in general, uh, but also about the world in general and kind of get it off my head but from the perspective of this is what the world looks like from someone who has mental health issues and the the main purpose uh it's really my main purpose for being on here i really don't have anything apologies my dog is barking right now um i'm just gonna talk through it um but that's that's I got a little lost here. Um, but my uh, my background with mental health is... Um, and there's a whole episode about where I go into much detail, which I won't on this episode, on uh, my friend Sam Logan's podcast. It's called The Story Is. And uh, there's an episode... Um, where I talk about my history with mental health and mental illness. I'll go into a lot, a lot of detail there. So just, if you're interested in that, go check out that episode and come on back. And, uh, and we'll see, maybe I'll cover it again in a future episode, but we'll see. 
but the summed down version is uh, most of my life I've been living with a form of anxiety and depression, um, but it was never diagnosed. It was just kind of how I lived my life, and I always thought it was normal, and that's something you'll hear from a lot of people who have uh, some form of mental illness is before they got diagnosed, uh, uh, unless it's a special circumstance, most people, they just think that's how everyone feels, or that's that's normal, or or they know they're not normal, and they feel like... Um, you know, they're, they're the abnormal one and, you know, they're, they're trying to be normal and the struggle is, um, to be normal without having to ask for help because there's the stigma. Um, I finally got help, uh, a few years ago, um, and I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and persistent depressive disorder, which, uh, uh, both, I was diagnosed with both, and, uh, you know, when I was diagnosed, it, it kind of made sense, uh, when it was laid out for me, and when I was doing the research, I'd realized I'd lived at least from high school on, and I'm now 30, um, uh, like this, with this thing, and it only intensified in my early to mid-20s, and just got worse and worse from there. And I got treatment, saw a therapist, uh, a psychologist, which I'm still seeing to this day. Um, uh, and from a medical perspective, I am stable, uh, mostly stable. But anyone with mental health will tell you, or mental illness rather, will tell you, uh, there's, no, there's no, I'm cured. It's uh, a day-by-day process. You could be stable like I am. Um, for a very long time. And then one day, just all the safeguards you put in your life just suddenly don't work. Um, and that's kind of the reason for this podcast. I wanted for my own mental health and also to encourage people to be honest and open with theirs, to have a platform to talk about it openly with no stigma, no judgment. Um, no harsh judgment anyway. I mean, I do, I do like to say mental illness and actually Pete Davidson, who I I really appreciate being so open about his mental illness, uh, from Saturday night live said it just recently, um, on a segment on SNL talking about Kanye West, uh, which I won't get into, um, that, uh, he said having a mental illness is not, permission to be a jackass, which I subscribe to. Uh, that being said, um, when I get on here and I talk, um, I can't guarantee I'm not going to say something I regret. I'm not going to guarantee I say something that might offend someone or that I'll have to apologize for later because everything I want to be on here is raw, unfiltered, and just as my mind, as it's going through my mind at the time, very stream of consciousness. Um, and that is to be open and honest about a subject, um, that often people talk about in metaphors and similes and, uh, you rarely get to get concrete examples of. And, um, and not in the kind of, 
I'm going to be raw and unfiltered here. And if you don't like it, then you're not cool kind of way that, you know, shock jocks and celebrities and politicians do, which is usually code for, uh, I'm going to be really offensive here. And this is my way of giving myself permission because I'm going to be real, you know, not that it, it it's really just letting my mind come out of my mouth, basically, um, in the context of, you know, what, what is, what do, what is the thought process of someone with anxiety and depression? Um, albeit stable and very treatable and manageable compared to, uh, other people. Uh, I, I am very aware that, um, I'm not suffering within the context of someone who has, um, you know, uh, depressive bipolar disorder or, uh, you know, a, something more extreme, you know, schizophrenia is horrible. And the suffering those people go with is way worse than anything I will experience. But in the world of mental illness, there is this kind of and in in general, I like to apply this to anywhere, is let's not get into a oppression Olympics or, a you know, I usually use that for, uh, for other things, but, you know, let's not try to compete over who has the worst. Um, we all have things that we're suffering from. We're all trying to run our own races and carry our own weight and some, and we all, um, have trouble with it from time to time. And that is what we should be focusing on, not who has it worse or my pain is invalid because it's not as great as someone else's pain. Your pain is valid because it hurts you. And that's plain and simple. And that is my opinion. Um, a lot of what you hear on here will be opinion, uh, unless it's a fact or what I believe it to be a fact, I will state it outright. Um, I am a registered behavioral technician in the field of uh, behavioral health. I work with children with autism, but I am hoping to move in the field of mental health for obvious reasons um, and hopefully one day become a mental health counselor. Um, so I am a student of psychology, but a very new student of psychology. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm very aware of the gaps in my knowledge. It's not a field I got into until recently. And so there's a lot of things that I don't know. Uh, or, and there's a lot of things I think I know, but I probably don't know them as well as I think. And that's just what happens when you're a student. And I am very much a student. This is not a, a doctor talking to you. And I don't want you to ever... Listen to what I say and take it as gospel or as the, you know, a prescription or, you know, real advice that you should, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt because I'm just a person sharing my view of the world from where I'm at and from where my head is. Um, I spent a lot of time talking about that, even though I said I wouldn't. I apologize. Uh, but the reason why I wanted to record this, um, and I'll kind of, and this kind of tails with why I call this podcast 
talking through traffic and kind of the lay why what every episode is going to be like going forward. Um, today is October 9th, 2018, and this morning I woke up to this, uh, and I usually wake up, I'll see what's alerted on my phone. Um, usually it's games that I have, and it's alert like, you have a, a free mystery box open today, get your daily check-in reward, or, you know, that kind of bullshit. Um... But, uh, and then sometimes it'll be Twitter stuff, like, so-and-so tweeted this, or someone on Facebook liked this. Uh, and every once in a while it's news stuff, but usually sports, because, you know, I follow sports. Um, and so I turned on Twitter and I started, and the first thing that I saw was this report about, from the UN, and you can probably go Google this, um, Basically, they did a scientific study on climate change and saw that um, that if the greenhouse gas emissions that are currently at the levels that they are now, if they continue unchanged, then by 2040, we can expect the world to temperature to raise by 2 by, I believe, 1.5 degrees Celsius. And the threshold for basically panic that doctors estimated years ago, feeling like it would take decades and decades and decades to get there, was uh, the kind of, not point of no return, but the panic point is 2.5 degrees Celsius. Um, So, according to the study, we're not very far off from that reality as we originally thought, um, and it unsettled me, um, for many reasons. (laughs) One, I'm worried about our planet, I'm worried about the kind of world that we're living in, and is it getting better or is it getting worse? Um, you know, I'm 30, I'm very, I feel like I'm old and experienced, but I'm still very young, and there's still a lot I hope to experience, and 2040 is not very far along, you know, that's, you know, I'll still be, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, in, still in somewhat of my prime by the time that rolls around, you know, my baby girl will be somewhere around, you know, I, I don't know, 21 around the time that happens, maybe, if I'm, I don't know if my math's right, and uh, it terrifies me, especially as someone who's about to have a child. And then add to that, there's all this stuff that's happening in the news. Um, you know, the president of the United States. And, you know, I don't want to get too political, but, you know, when the president of the United States in a rally, is at a rally and he makes fun of someone who is a sexual assault victim, makes fun of them as the President of the United States, at a rally, to cheers and laughs by his followers, by the people who are his uh, delegates who voted for him and support him, you know, that's the kind of decorum you do not expect from the leader of the free world. That's not the kind of decorum one expects from really any person. I mean... 
say what you want about whether she's telling the truth or not, or if she's remembering it correctly about that person or not. You know, um, someone experienced trauma. That's nothing to be flippant at. That's something to take seriously and not to make fun of. And I mean, and and that kind of curtails into a lot of the Me Too stuff and a lot of the um, the the suffering that still happens with women today. Uh, we like to think, and I will admit, for a long time I thought we were at a very good place with how women are treated and um, what women have to go through in this world, particularly in our country. Um, and, you know, boy, was I wrong. Um, and I'm willing to admit that. Um, I was very ignorant on that. And as someone, you know, I only found out, like, not too long ago that I was having a, a girl. And I had wanted a girl, but then all of a sudden it all set in me this idea of, I'm raising someone, well, I will have to raise them and teach them that there's a good chance you're going to be disadvantaged because of in life for no other reason than this your sex because of the what's between your legs and as a would-be father that how the hell do you come to grips with that? how do you do that and i know there are people who do that all the time and, you know, particularly people who are minorities, you know, um, you know, I'm half Filipino, but, uh, you know, I grew up as on the outside, you look at me, you don't know that, you know, half of my family, most of my family is Filipino and brown people just looking at me, you know, I'm just another white kid, you know, what do I know? Um, and I know there's lots of particularly African-American families who have that, you know, especially if you're raising African-American boys of this idea of, you know, I'm sorry to say you're at a disadvantage and it's not your fault. It's just a thing that was, you know, I was, I was given this world. I didn't make it, um, to quote Tupac. Um, and you know, there's a thing in mental health where we call catastrophizing, and it's a thing I do a lot, where you take something small and you just expand it to its most ridiculous and unlikely form, and you worry about it as if it's a it's a certainty, even though it isn't. And I and I know all these things are not certainties, and I know there's still time to turn around the climate change thing and the women thing and how women are treated inequality and the rights issues are they're improving and there's a reason to have hope but i'm and folks this is the this is honestly what's in my thought as as raw as i can make it i i'm scared to death and I'm looking at this world and I'm bringing a person into it and I'm thinking almost to the point of like, how dare I? How dare I bring an innocent child into this world the way it is now? They're going to have to deal with so much 
And to some extent, it's my fault. You know, they didn't ask for this. And I I know it's not all my fault. And I'm not saying it is. But part of me feels that way, you know. And these problems are much larger than one person. And I realize that. But the feeling is real. The feeling of, of guilt is still there. And, um, you know, it's something I'm dealing with. And... I think I I just I I don't know what to do. <laughs> but I know in its most simplest form I will keep going. I just need to talk it out sometimes. And that's what this podcast is for me and what I hope it to be for everyone, you know, cuz I'm looking at all the problems of our world and I feel like for whatever reason there's a bunch of people who are just, they're obsessing over the past and whose fault was it and who do we blame and why are things the way they are now and who who do we blame instead of just focusing on where are we going and how do we get there and how do we move forward. You know, it's like there's this huge traffic jam. But it's one of those traffic jams where you know, by the time you get to where the big, you know, traffic jam is and it clears up, there's nothing there. It's like, why did I just spend that long in traffic? And there's and there's no reason. Why weren't we just going forward? Why did people all of a sudden stop? And sometimes I feel like this country and this world that we're living in, the society that... I'm bringing a baby girl into is one big traffic jam and I'm looking on the horizon where the 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 highway is tailing off into where I can't see and I don't see the cars going faster I see it stopping I do not see the end of the traffic jam and this is my little way of hopefully talking through it cuz I don't I don't know how I'm going to get to the end of that traffic jam. I don't know how we as a society are going to get to the end of the traffic jam. The only thing I can control is me. And, you know, if if I talk about it, if we talk about it, and the issues of the day, whether they're politics or society or pop culture even, or just the demons in our own mind, if we just talk about it, then I know at least we can get to tomorrow. And if that's as far as we can get, then we'll start with that. And then maybe one day we can start looking past tomorrow and towards the future, the far future. Um, But for right now, um, I know how to get to tomorrow. And there's there's a campaign going by one of my favorite nonprofits uh, to write love on her arms, and recently they've had a thing where they keep going about tomorrow needs you to people who have thought about suicide or are in deep depression. Tomorrow needs you. Whoever's listening to this, and also I'm saying it 
for you and for everyone listening, for people who don't need to hear it because they've got a good handle on their lives, but also for myself. Tomorrow needs you. Tomorrow needs us. And I don't know how I'm going to... I don't know the world that I'm going to give my baby girl. But I know my damnedest that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything I can to make sure that she's ready. I'm going to raise a warrior. And it takes a warrior to raise a warrior. And uh, my wife is one. And, you know, she's my hero. There have been so many times I've fallen and I've wanted to just stay down and let tomorrow go on without me. Um, But she would never let me, not even for a second. And I've become stronger by knowing her. And I've become stronger just by having her in my life. And I know she will do her part to make sure our baby girl is is that same way. And I will do my part to make sure she knows that when life gets you down, when you feel like you're just stuck in the traffic of your life, just talk through it. And before you know it, traffic will be over. You'll be moving on. And there will be better things in front of you. Thank you.